Mexico is, I think, the most attractive first place that people from North America are going to dip their toe into. If you decide to go on the expat adventure, there's a very high probability that you're going to end up at least passing through Mexico or spending some amount of time there because it is so, it is, as one of my newsletter friends puts it, America light. The language in Mexico, if you're going to learn Spanish in any place in the world, Mexico has got to be the best place for it. Now, I know a lot of people aren't interested in learning language. It's actually in your best interest to do it. And um, I took this on many, many years ago. So I speak excellent Spanish at this point in my life. But of all the places that I could tell you to go learn, um, maybe a poor part of Central America because the people are so have such limited vocabulary anyway, and because they're so eager to talk to foreigners who they don't see a lot of even still. So here, possibly Nicaragua, I know Guatemala for sure. Um, these kinds of places where it's it's really campesino Spanish, very, very easy to learn when you talk to somebody who has a limited vocabulary. It actually helps you and it, it will still be a stretch for you, but they speak very slowly and they enunciate very clearly. Mexico top to bottom has, I think, the most pleasant and, uh, and most pleasant Spanish to learn. By that, I mean, it is the easiest. The pronunciation is clear. If you're interested in learning Spanish, this is probably the place to do it. I don't think anywhere else you're going to go. I, I like South American Spanish because it sounds nicer in Argentina or Uruguay. Uh, they pronounce differently, but if, for a beginner starting out learning uh, Spanish, go to Mexico. That's my recommendation. Um, it's actually very easy. And, and a lot of people in the places that you would go in Mexico also speak excellent English too. They're used to seeing people from North America, obviously. Lifestyle in Mexico, I really like as well. I think overall it's, it has a lot to offer. It's a very family oriented place. The Mexicans, get up they work hard um in spite of a lot of like old jokes right from decades ago every, everything was about how um how lazy mexicans are and all the rest i mean i remember this from my childhood it's absolutely not true these people work their tails off and it's why mexico has enjoyed so much prosperity in part because there's such a, a work ethic in the culture in spite of what you may have heard to the contrary um it's a family place you see the churches are full They've never even heard of political correctness, which is very refreshing. In my mind, that's a real positive right now. That's a very, very big um, win mark in the win column for Mexico because you don't have to deal with any of the cultural war. It's just not down there. They don't understand it. They're, they're a million miles away from that kind of thinking. They have no interest in political correctness. They don't understand woke ideology. It just doesn't exist for them, right? And I'm not saying that there's not, obviously there's all kinds of places for gays and lesbians and people to hang out. They're basically unmolested. You're perfectly free like you are in most places in the world to go find your little tribe of people and do your thing, but they don't have the sort of mm, the tension of constant belligerence and the sort of bickering and badgering that you see up north where people are always at each other's throats about what is or isn't the right way to live. It just doesn't exist in Mexico, which to me is very refreshing. I like it when I get down there. I actually feel quite free. To be honest, I feel very free. Now, the issue of safety that always comes up anytime somebody asks about Mexico, it's important to understand, okay? I already talked about the likelihood of just random violence. Um, it, it exists. It's not that there's there's plenty of guns in Mexico and there's lots of 
There's organized crime. Um, a quick word about cartels, drug cartels, and organized crime. For all the bad press that they get, here's the benefit of organized crime. They actually do uh, act as a kind of uh, buffer and uh, rebuttal, if you will, uh, obstacle to the central government. And so, for example, during the lockdown years in 2020, 21, uh, et cetera, uh, Mexico remained open. Why? Because they couldn't close it down. That's why. And so I have friends. I, I talked to a person who opened a business in the Riviera Maya in Playa del Carmen. And sure enough, if you open a business of a certain size, right, that's going to do a certain amount of revenue in a certain part of town, you're going to get a visit from the mob. Right. And they come to you and they say, welcome to our neighborhood and we're your new business partners. And right. You basically agree to that because you don't have much of a choice. But um, and so it's an old style kind of protection racket, if you will. Right. I don't know what terms that operates on, but uh, they expect you to obviously play along. And, uh, and and obviously people who are there are playing along. I don't know what it costs you to buy protection from the mob. But when the government tried to shut everything down, the mob stood up and said, actually, you're not shutting down this area. And so Mexico remained open. I don't know how much truth there is to that for various parts. I saw lots of people wearing masks. There was all kinds of you know, people still give you a hard time if you went into a shopping mall without a mask and all the rest. But that's that was that level of fear was was everywhere in the world that I'm aware of. But it wasn't uh, it wasn't the case that you had to be out, uh, like locked in your room or you know stuck inside your house or anything else. The, basically, the entire country still remained open. And out of politeness, it was probably the right thing to do to wear masks. I, I didn't always do it, I confess, and I got some dirty looks. But uh, but also, you were free to do whatever you wanted to do. And so that organized crime exists in Mexico is not a pure net negative. It is, of course, not our business. It doesn't make any difference to me what other people are doing. And if gang bangers want to shoot each other and kill each other well then let's all try to stay out of the way because you're not going to be able to control that anyway nobody's figured out a way to, to put a stop to that there's obviously a market for the product that they create most of that market's in north america and so that's the situation there but um with respect to just not having a government that can just roll over everybody and do whatever they want all the time, no matter what, with no obstacles and no pushback, in my mind, right, that's a big thing in, in Mexico's favor. Now, there's an aspect to justice, if you will, in Mexico, extrajudicial kind of settlements. Um, and what I'm talking about here is um, in addition to whatever normal dangers exist in any society. And just for a reference point, um, my wife and I went to Merida for the birth of our son. And my son was born in the Yucatan. Merida is uh, kind of uh, no no fly zone for any kind of violence in Mexico. Doesn't mean that there's no violence, but right, it's the gangs all agree and the cartels all agree that this is the one area everybody's uh, off limits. Families are off limits. Like, no, they don't want any nonsense up there. Um, the murder rate in Merida is roughly equal to Wyoming in the United States. And Wyoming is not widely regarded as a murder capital of uh, e either either the U.S. or the world. I think the murder rate in uh, Wyoming is 3.1 per 100,000. In Merida, it's slightly higher. It's like 3.5, 3.7, I think is the latest figure, somewhere around there. So... Um, 
So it's not the case that every place in Mexico has dangerous random violence. It's not true, right? It's certainly not true if you're minding your own business and not up to no good and not doing things and going places that you shouldn't. Um, but it's also true that very possible for you to run into a situation where you have to buy your way out. Now, I'm not suggesting that you should, and I'm not suggesting that bribing officials is the way to go, but I am saying like, on several occasions, and this was long ago in my youth, um, there are situations where, and this is the kind of corruption, I know this runs very contrary to anything that we think is good and true in North America, US and Canada, but it is true that because cops work on very, very low salaries, don't make a lot of money, right, from the government, um, that very often you can just take care of things, right, and get your way out of uh, situations. Uh, I, had a, I had pulled over to the side of the road to relieve myself and ended up paying a $20 fine on the spot. Um, I also had a problem where my license was stolen uh, while I, after I had driven through and I needed to get the vehicle out of Mexico. So I was able to get myself out of that. Very, very easy thing to do. Is that bad? Is that wrong? Is that immoral? Well, I'll let you be the judge of that. But the, the kind of corruption that says you can actually get your way out of difficult situations on the spot for a little bit of cash and a smile, right? And that has to be done a certain way. I'm not here. This is not a masterclass on bribing cops. What I'm saying is there is a type of corruption that actually works in Mexico and it works in your favor. So hooray, right? Because the, 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 con the, the flip side of that coin in North America is there's tremendous corruption inside the government. But you and I have no ability to influence that. It does not help us. It is not good for us. Uh, it is not a good thing that that's happening in North America. And you have no ability to influence it in your favor, right? It just, I mean, there's actual people who are in our representative democracy, if it really is a democracy, in our representative government, supposedly representing people in North America who are actually bought and paid for by foreign uh, influence. Um, this is not a secret, right? There's a lot of this going on, and it's why you look, um, the very idea of, hey, let's put America first is a really controversial idea, right? There's all kinds of people in the government who are really appalled and afraid of that kind of agenda um, because, right, they're all being paid by foreign influences uh, to uh, have an effect on our government, right? There's nothing less representative about uh, any kind of government setup than that. And so my point here is the kind of corruption that you run into in Mexico is actually a good thing, or it can be a good thing because it can work in your favor. My feeling is Mexico is really a top destination. It's not far from North America, so that's convenient, but it's not far from North America, which could be a problem if there's real trouble in the U.S. especially. Um, what does that do? I mean, how does that shake out for Mexico? Mostly Mexico has chosen to go its own direction. It's applied to be a member of BRICS. Uh, they're a manufacturing, a big manufacturing base. Mexico, even though the oil fields are running out, still produces a lot of petroleum. So they have some energy independence. A friend of mine points out that there really is no security without any uh, energy independence. And this is true. You're going to have to be in a place, especially if things come really unglued, where there's enough energy security that you're not you're not at a, in a country where they have to rely on uh, somebody else for their, their actual energy needs. 
Um, this could be a big problem for a lot of parts of the world. So Mexico is not in that situation. Obviously, beautiful beaches, beautiful places, great food, uh, a, a really vibrant culture. I mean, when you're in Mexico, you know you're in Mexico. The music and the dress and the whole thing. Um, if you get down to Fifth Ave um, in uh, Playa del Carmen at around midnight, uh, well, maybe a little earlier than midnight. It's just wild. It's just wild during high season and, and a really vibrant, fun place. Great restaurants. Mexico City has so many good restaurants. You couldn't possibly visit them in, in 10 lifetimes. Um, and some of the food is, is really, really outstanding. And so um, overall, I think Mexico is a top destination for anybody looking to have the expat adventure and to really get out and sort of see what else the world has for you. It's easy to to dip your toe in Mexico. And I've given you a bunch of different locations, but there's far more, right? There, it's a big country. There's a lot of places to go and a lot of things to see. So I hope you'll check it out. That's enough out of me. If you like the content, please subscribe. Uh, if you want to send me an email, you can get to me at expatfiles at gmail.com or tain at expatfiles.com org. And that's enough out of me. I'll talk to you again in another segment. Thanks very much. Mm -hmm.